Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson. I'm Jeremy Schnell. I'm I'm nervous. Is it a great day to be a Sun Devil, Jesse? It is a very good day to be a Sun Devil because first off, coming up next, we will have an interview with Sun Devil legend Jalen Strong and maybe even more important, but I I, I don't think as important. Got a little got a little bet to pay off. What? <gasps> Wow. wow. So, all right, Jeremy, because you have a basic order. Okay. There you go. Um, and and, and you got, only like, what, what is it, $5? It's 12 You got a $12 one. And and Jake, here's your, your 15 And uh, Wow, I got more. Nice. And you, you, gotta re- <laughs> you should read the message on it. It says, Paul Tyson got robbed. It says, okay. get your guac, fool. <laughs> okay. I want yep. the record to show that I did call Hold this. Hold on. I'm going I'm to go the, bring uh, this up text. to the camera real quick. Hold on. I got it. I tried my best to be to keep this, uh, you know... A secret. <laughs> By saying I have a surprise, I have a surprise. Well, yeah, I have a surprise, but like I had to... Young and hungry. I had to make sure that you guys were surprised somewhat. You know, it could have been a guest, another guest in addition to Jalen. Well, it wasn't, thank goodness, because I I, I wanted this finally, and uh, we got... So when, when are you guys going to go? See, I didn't want to bring the food in because, like, I, you know, I just kind of wanted you guys to do we it could, on your own. We terms. could make it dinner. We could go after the game on Saturday now that it's a one p.m. start. Yeah, but I'll probably <laughs> fill up on. I'll probably fill up on the. I, I wasn't gonna. I mean, what you're paying for yourself there? Like, no, I, I'm just saying I I'm probably going to fill up on uh, the the halftime be- cookies. Halftime cookies, yes, but there's also when it's a day game at Sun Devil Stadium, that's the best media food because it's like a big breakfast spread because it's usually hotter than hell. It, it's there. just a big breakfast spread, and there's like eggs and pancakes and stuff. Uh, I'm excited for that. I'm in. Th- I'm enthralled. This is incredible. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> the content that I provide will is... be enthralled on the sidelines. Yeah, Jalen Strong is going to join us in just a second. Uh, Sun Devil legend again. The eight year anniversary back on Tuesday, October fourth of the GL Mary. Him and Michael Berko- Berkovici hooking Berko. up. Hooking up for that uh, amazing play that sent Sun Devil Nation into, what, what would you say, delirium, Jesse? Frenzy. Jake would have a better answer for this. I was. Did you run on the field, Jake? I wish I could have. <laughs> probably would have been tackled. Like, I mean, it, Bobby Wagner tackled that one dude. But... <laughs> did, well, that did, yeah, did, uh... did the away fans storm the field? <laughs> <laughs> I, hasn't that happened before? I th- Honestly, with, with everything that was happening, I probably could have. Um, there were a lot of people. Just there was just a ton of people running on the, on the field. I, I should have asked Jalen about what it felt like to be at the bottom of the file. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. was he it though? Because he he caught it like on the run. He didn't fall down. And that well, his teammates piled on top of him. Yeah. And then Burko got piled on while cramping. That's why he fell. Really? He wasn't just like celebrating. <laughs> no, he cramped. I didn't know that. That's a great fact. Jake Jake breaking cool facts here on State of the Sun Devils. What happens when you're a media relations intern? Um. Anyway, here's our interview with Jalen Strong. Jalen Strong joining us here on State of the Sun Devils. Sun Devil legend Jalen Strong on the anniversary of, or excuse me, a couple days later after the eight-year anniversary of the Jail Mary, October 4th. What is that day? And uh, when, you th- when you think about all the way back in 2014 and it comes up every year, what does that day mean to you when Sun Devil Nation just rallies around you every single year? Uh, it means a lot to me. It's so special to me. Um, 
you know, it's, I, I kind of like feed off the energy of that of that weekend. You know, it's a big weekend for me. It's a big day for me. Um, it's close to my heart. It's so important to me that um, I'm not really sure if you guys remember, but even my rookie year in the NFL, I, I caught a Hail Mary. It was the same weekend. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, the the next, I think it was Thursday. So it was, it, it would have been today if, you know, we played on Saturday. So it was the following year, but on that the next Thursday, I think we had a Thursday night game versus the Colts. I believe it was like October 8th or so, something like that. And it was the same exact, you know, just the Hail Mary before halftime instead. But it was crazy. It was like the same weekend, my first touchdown in the NFL was a Hail Mary. So, you know, that's how important the week is to me. And I feel like I just feed off of that energy and go from there. Uh, Jalen, this is Jake Anderson. I'm the uh, the football team beat reporter. So unlike my two co-hosts, I was actually at the stadium uh, for your for your great Joe Mary catch. So I do understand the energy that that you're talking about in the stadium that night. Um, looking back at it, obviously that was I mean probably the last time ASU had a great great football team. Obviously it, it didn't go the way we'd all hoped. But you know going fast forward to now, I mean h- how do you see? You know, with everything that's happening with the program, I mean, where do you see uh, where it's going now from after all these years? Uh, I mean, it's going where we none of us like it to, to to see it go. That's why a lot of guys like myself, I know um, Jamil Douglas is now back in Arizona. Um, I've been in talks with Burke a lot, Jordan Simone, DJs out here. A lot of guys that were on those teams are back now. We're moving back out here, and you know, we are trying to establish. You know, uh, uh, that the alumni actually cares. You know, Arizona State has never really been um, strong in, in, you know, treating their alumni the way they should be. But also it could be the fact that maybe the alumni never really came back to, you know, receive that love. So we're trying to set a set a stance and, and, and you know, set up things where, you know, me, myself, um, Will, when he comes back, uh, Marcus Hardison, when he comes back, um, Longino, he's out here. Steph Martin, a lot of guys, even Chris Young is back out here. You know, we're all just, you know, pretty low key and chill these days, but, you know, we're trying to do whatever we can do to get these, you know, get the guys, you know, back rallied up and headed in the right direction. Um, it starts upstairs, of course, and, and then it's a trickle down effect. So um, the guys upstairs have to actually, you know, you can only hide things for so long. When you when you don't commit to something and and you know do right by the commitment, um, all truth comes to light. You, know, you can't hide in the dark, but for so long, whether it's going to show through the the program, you know, through people not making you know not smart decisions, putting the program in jeopardy, and things like that. And it's you know I think that's a a, a sad rule that the NCAA has to punish the whole program. Full of kids who literally had nothing to do with the the, the decision making of administration. It's like almost detrimental, you know what I mean? And these kids now have to start over or learn new people and learn new relationships if they do transfer. So it's almost, you know, bad that, you know, they put these stipulations and things on the onto the whole program. But I just think that it starts upstairs. And, you know, people say what they want about Ty Graham, but, you know, he he prepared 
you know, a, a lot of us. You know, a lot of the guys that were in those locker rooms, you know, we may have had things to say or disagree with how he wanted to discipline us, but we're all, you know, able to live our life, you know, with a, a understanding of character, discipline, and things like that that take you on to, you know, other endeavors in life and not just football. Jalen, uh, Jesse Morrison here. Um, just kind of going off of Jake's question, um, just as for, I'm not going to ask you like who you want, but just going forward for the program, like who, who, what kind of coach do you think should lead this team? Um, well, I haven't really talked to um, Coach Aguano or you know did any research on him, but from what I see, you know, a lot of the guys um, like his approach. To, they think they believe that he cares for the team, um, stuff like that, and you know. From the players I did talk to, I won't mention any names, but from the players I did talk to, their problem with Herm was kind of just um, he was in the in the a light of like the kind of you know they 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 felt like they they loved him as a he was the right perfect person for you know as a mentor as a, a guy who's like an uncle everybody loves, but if they knew they were doing something wrong, they could trick him into like, you know, like basically he, he didn't have a backbone almost. Like it was kind of like he was too cool to his heart was too, too genuine, too pure that even if, you know what I mean? So his intentions may have been like real pure, real, just wanted the best for the guys. And he was living the dream. He was in, in paradise Valley. You know, he may not, needed to win to feel fulfilled. You know what I mean? Whereas though, you know, that's the that's the goal though. So I, I believe Herm, you know, may have had the best interest, but you know, when you want to win, you got a, a whole town who's used to winning, a winning culture, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's exactly what, you know, the problem is, I believe. But I think going forward, I would like to see somebody like Dillingham or um Marion, you know, some of those guys that were kind of apples of, you know, the Graham tree guys that, you know, don't fall too far from the tree. Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions and I'll let you get, let you get out of here. I want to go back to 2014. I know it might be a sore subject, but obviously that Oregon state game, it's on a lot of Sun Devil fans mind after you guys uh, beat Notre Dame and then went to Oregon state the next week. Do you think that that team had the talent if you were to, win out the rest of the season that if you were to go to that college football playoff that you could have competed yeah that's the uh the year was that that was the that was the jail mary year after you guys beat notre dame and then you you sorry that was the first playoff right yeah yeah it was a ohio state one yeah did they win yeah yep yeah ohio state with zeke elliott yeah they beat oregon right right yeah we would have See, we 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 would have competed for sure. That year was we would have definitely competed. I think so. I think we had because they was trying to keep TCU up there at five and four for the longest, but we were way better than TCU at the time. So like, yeah, we would have definitely competed. It'd have been interesting to see. I think we'd have matched up very well with Ohio State, but not too well with Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of people do. Um, we wanted to ask you about the what you're doing now. Uh, you got some clinics coming up for all positions. T- tell us about that. Yeah, on uh, Friday night, I'm gonna do thirteen and under, uh, twelve and under, 
um, at 7.30 over at Tempe and Mitchell Dog Park and, um, on Saturday at 9. I'm going to do a 13 to 17 group um, over at Mitchell Dog Park. Get a workout in and just have fun. And uh, doing the podcast right now with Guru and Guy Podcast. And uh, cool. that's that's going to be, that's dope. We only did two episodes. We're still getting our feet wet. I'm not you know, experienced like you guys. <laughs> we're, we're, we try I'm our, far from experience, yeah. man. We, we try our best, Jalen. You might be a better um, talker than me already. You also, you got tweeted at by DeAndre Hopkins yesterday. Did you see that as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. He going he gonna to probably come to the, um, to the, one of the workouts this week. Yeah, that'd be nice. You guys knew each other. You were teammates back at Houston? Yeah, yeah. When cool. he was in Houston. So he'll probably. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll call me and tell me he'll come. He's just gonna walk up. So he's one of those guys. So it'll be dope, and um, it'll be real good, you know. And then you know the Eagles coming in town this week. I'm not an Eagles fan or anything, but it's good to have some Philly in Arizona this week. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Jalen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope to talk to you again soon, and maybe we'll see you out at Sun Devil Stadium sometime soon as well. Yeah, I'll be there this weekend. So it's the Hall of Fame week, right? Yep, yes. yep. Uh, Troll Suggs at halftime, I believe. Yeah, I think I'm going to go I'm gonna go support Suggs at halftime. Sweet. All right, we'll, we'll see you try there, to we'll, say hi. We'll, we'll have uh, Jesse throw up a Hail Mary to you, and we'll recreate the Jail Mary, all right? Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jalen. We'll talk to you soon, man. Because then I have to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jalen. All right, thanks. Take care. Welcome back to State of the Sun Devils, where Jesse has finally paid off 49 days later his lunch bet of who the starting quarterback of this team is going to be. (laughs) I don't even think I got the second stringer right. It still says Paul Tyson or Trenton Borgay, but I think it's Trenton Borgay. We've seen, we've seen, (laughs) and it was only against NAU, they both came in, but... Trent Borgay came in first. Well, there was a different head coach at the time. How so bad does maybe NAU that is feel different. right now? After they ASU. saw three quarterbacks, they also saw a backup punter. How, like, how bad do they feel right now after watching ASU lose these games right now? Okay, to be to be fair, take to out ASU, the Eastern Michigan game. Everything has gone exactly how we thought. Yeah. Uh, to be fair to ASU here, um, this has been an extremely tough stretch for them. Uh, Eastern it, Michigan is not a tough stretch, Jesse. That that's true, but after that, the the start of the Sean Aguano era, you couldn't come into a tougher situation. Oh, the schedule's brutal, gauntlet, gauntlet, absolutely brutal. If you also, if you read my article right, earlier, this yeah, year. UCLA is really good. All of a sudden, there's like the Pac-12 is good this year. I saw a stat that there's only been four coaches in NCAA history that have opened up with three ranked games in a row. Do you guys remember? Because yeah, usually you have non-conference, yeah. So it's only going to be internal. Do you guys remember after the first weekend of the season when Oregon got blown out by like one of the best college teams that we've seen in a long time, Georgia, <laughs> and then Florida? I mean, and then Florida beat Utah in a close one. Everybody's like, "Oh, the Pac-12 is so bad." There, this league is balling out right now. Balling out. Um. I wanted to react to something Jalen said toward the end of our interview with him. Again, go check out Jalen Strong's uh, business. He's uh, hanging out with a bunch of youth this week and teaching them some football skills. That'll be exciting. Um, Jeremy, you going to be there? You're going to join them in the clinic? Going to learn how to run some routes? 9 a.m. on Saturday, maybe. He said he's going to be at the game, and you're going to throw him a Hail Mary. I am. Should I bring my football in? Bring uh, don't we have a mini football laying around here somewhere? Why do I want to bring a mini football when I can bring a real football? Because it's funnier. Uh, anyway, I wanted to react <laughs> to something Jalen said, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. 
and Jesse, you didn't really follow this team as closely as me and Jake did back in 2014, but was I was not headed to ASU at that point. I, yeah, I honestly think Jake that you know, I, or hindsight's 2020, but Oregon and ASU would have probably matched up in that Pac-12 championship game. ASU had their shot. If you don't recall, I'll remind everybody. ASU ended up playing U of A in Tucson in what ended up being the Pac-12 South championship game Correct. because UCLA lost to Stanford. Now, Arizona Stadium did not show the score of that game, the entire game. So you have fans in the stadium, everyone looking, and you realize, damn, this is going to be it. The winner of this is going to go play Oregon. U of A had beaten Oregon earlier that year. Obviously, ASU did not pull out the victory in Tucson that year, and they ended up not going to the Pac-12 championship game. But there was still a shot. Even after losing losing to Oregon Oregon State, there was still an outside shot, maybe as a two-loss team. Maybe. Yeah, but doubtful. Back when the Pac-12 could put in a two-loss team, potentially. But but if, so, all these what-ifs, but if they beat Oregon State and they beat Arizona. Ranked sixth in the country behind Alabama. Right. What a time. If they beat Oregon State and they beat Arizona, they oh for sure go. They well they go into the Pac-12 championship game. It's one loss Oregon against one loss Arizona State, and I like Arizona State's chances in that game because I think that Arizona State's defense in a, was in fast. a rainy Le- in a ra- rainy Levi Stadium. Yeah, I, but here's oh the thing. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad the championship game isn't there anymore. The the thing that Whereas Oregon... the year prior, ASU lost to Stanford? If I'm remembering correctly, the thing that Oregon prided the, themselves on with Marcus Mariota was the read option and him being able to throw also out of that look. But in that game in particular, it was a lot of running, and ASU's run defense was very good back then. It was the pass defense that everybody... I mean, they gave up so many points that year, but it was the pass defense that everybody was worried about. So, because they struggled to tackle. So, like, we're looking at the Todd Graham. Staple. I know we're looking back all the way at twenty. Like, this team should have been in the college football playoff. I think should have is I, a little strong um, because you still have to. They never played Oregon that year, and we don't know what well, would have what? happened. The final three games of the season: Oregon State, Washington State, Arizona, should have all been wins. Yes. Well, well guess what? But it doesn't mean you're going to beat Oregon in a neutral site. So I say maybe I should, like their chances. There. Should maybe is a little strong in my opinion, but could I mean obviously everyone can do something, but they were in the conversation and they just unfortunately just do what ASU tends to do, and you lose a game you're not supposed to, and then we see it every year. Don't want to go to Corvallis, but uh, guess what, guys? <laughs> What's up? That was then, and this is now. <laughs> so let's talk about this season. Okay, we can talk do about that. Saturday afternoon. I'm so excited. It's going to only be 89 degrees. So, Jeremy, I what? bet I better not hear a bunch of complaining from you on the field. I'll bring my towel. I'll be okay. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> Is it a cooling towel? No. You should probably get a cooling towel. That'd be a good idea. You yeah. Know, I'll think about it. I can get you a discount for that, too. I, I won't say how, but I can. <laughs> it's nothing illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, again, it's Washington this uh, this Saturday. It's going to be exciting. Uh, 21st in the country. They're coming off their first loss of the season in a awesome game that was against UCLA. I was calling a 48 to nothing high school game that night. <laughs> and. Jake, I know you that have, was on Friday, correct? I know you have thoughts on how good the Huskies are, specifically on offense. Yes, <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna 
ask another question. No, but but what, are, what are your thoughts on, on Washington's offense? It, it didn't really come across to me until we talked to Donnie, defensive coordinator Donnie Henderson, on Monday. And he said that Michael Penix Jr., Washington's quarterback, who's a transfer from Indiana. Still has eligibility, apparently. He said that he is probably the best quarterback they've faced all year, and that includes Utah's Cam Rising. That includes last week Caleb Williams at USC. That includes Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. There were a lot of people that thought Penix was going to go and leave school and go to the NFL last yeah. year. He's a very he's got very good numbers, like sixty five percent completion percentage, sixteen tutties, three interceptions. There he goes with, and he only he only has like I believe it was. 25 rushing attempts might be even fewer than that on the whole season like he's he's not a guy that's looking to scramble is my point but he can he can and it's he's the nation's leading passer in terms of yards as Jesse just said he completes a fair amount of his possession uh, passes and he only has three interceptions two of which came against UCLA we just saw ASU pick off Caleb Williams for the first time ASU's hot in in terms of interceptions right now but it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be another game of of can ASU get to the quarterback? And most importantly, when they get there, can they bring him down? Because we, what we saw last week with Caleb Williams is literally just shooting yourself in the foot. You did 90% of what you needed to do except for the final part, and that's bring him down for a sack, no gain. And then the fact that Caleb Williams turned those into first downs are just backbreakers. Absolute just killers that extend the drives. And it's why ASU was only able to stop USC, what, three times if we don't count the the knee at the end of the end of the game you know those those drives don't really count so i mean it's just it's kind of like the same type of game plan you're gonna have to have it's just down to execution tackle yeah and and donnie henderson actually talked about how they're gonna stop Penix, and he talked about the pass rush being one of the big parts in that when you get on that board and we start trying to draw these up that's the first thing we better figure out how we keep him in the pocket number one at least we know where he's at and number two, you still got to make, you know, when you start talking pressure all the time, you still got to think about the run, too. You know, so when you start bringing pressure, you know, there's always a chance of run. Now, I know third down sounds like sometimes it's always going to be pass, but you still got to go through the situations as, as, you know, the third and one, the twos, or the third and three to fives, and third and tens where you know um, they should be, you know, throwing the ball. So you still got to think about run, but to answer your question, uh, the biggest thing is making sure we know where he's at when we when we bring the and I misspoke. He's only rushed 15 times You said all 25, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. It's actually 15. Okay. I mean, five in there. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. But, I mean, you, Washington has the number seven offense in the country. They average over 500 yards per game. I mean, that's better than any opponent ASU's faced so far. Yeah, that's and, wild because they've faced Utah and USC. And Oklahoma And State. Oklahoma State. So that's wild. <laughs> and if, I mean, again, they're coming off this loss at UCLA, but if— they don't lose that game. They're in the top 15, and this is another opponent in the top 15. I mean, this is just a brutal stretch yeah. for for the Devils right now. Yeah. yeah. So for me, you know, what is uh, what I think ASU needs to do in this game, obviously I just think the cornerbacks have to play out of their mind. The safeties have to play out of their mind because, you know, Penix is, is really good. And I'm not, I'm not confident in this pass rush. Uh, so yeah, I, I just think they're gonna have to ball out. They're gonna have to force turnovers. They're gonna have to get the ball. I think pass we, rush kind of woke up last week. Though. It did, it did. But I just don't have that much faith in it. Uh, but you know, they need to get turnovers in um, in Washington territory 
so that you know short fields for Emory Jones and the offense to operate in can run the ball in those situations. Um, you know, even if they they fail to get a touchdown on those drives, like they'll get field goals. So yeah, that's what I think they need to do is uh, yeah, you know, force turnovers and force turnovers in um, Washington territory from what we think the defense should do against a really good offense to now what does the offense do against a solid defense very pretty good defense (laughs) 44th in total defense in the country right now i mean like this team's very good i i I don't think we've said that enough so far this team was like so doubted on coming into the year washington always figures out how to be pretty good i'm almost positive that like you both picked Arizona State to win this game. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. I I and preseason. And preseason to now doesn't really matter, but I'm I'm actually probably going to stick with ASU. We'll get into that later, but um you know, ASU's offense, I you know, they got to run the ball. Obviously, they've got to establish the run. They've got to be the more physical team. <laughs> Lefty quarterback. Yeah, you don't see him very often. Tua Tungavaloa. They can get a strip sack. That'd be nice. We would maybe, like that. Maybe go for the ball if you can't. If you can't bring him down, go for the ball. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things. You know, I think this game kind of has to go in ASU's favor for them to win. But yeah, I know it's going to be 89 degrees, but the sun's going to be out. I don't think the heat has any factor. Sun's out, guns out. Well, Jake, I do so. You know, I think that the heat will affect Washington a little bit more than I ASU. was going to bring that up too. I, I I really do that think that'll affect all these Washington yeah, guys because especially it's, it's October. Do you, yeah, but do you realize how ninety degrees? Yeah, do, do, you, do you, Yeah, you're, you're in the press direct, box. I'm I'm on the field here. <laughs> direct sun I'm from here though. <laughs> direct sunlight. Still, it's going to feel hotter on the field. Um, you know, I think that ASU has the advantage because. Think about how much a- the the juices will be flowing for ASU when they're playing in a little bit less hot than they're used to. So you know, I just think I just this just feels like that game for me. That, what, about that, the, what about the crowd? What are we expecting? Oh, it's going to be bad because, and I'll tell you why it's going to be bad. It's it's going to be hot in the day. Um, students fall break. <laughs> yeah. So student section is going to look. Uh, a little bit like a third quarter student section for probably the most of the game. Hopefully, some of the locals show up. Um, but you know, I I know of one ASU like a student kind of, who is currently in another town. <laughs> I know of another. I think we're thinking of the same one. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, that'd be Jeremy's sister, by the way, um, who is a media member and is in the press box, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> anywho. Um, like, it's going to be the type of crowd that if ASU wins, they probably don't storm the field kind of crowd. I don't know. When Stanford beat uh, Oregon last year, I had no idea where all the people that were storming the field came from. <laughs> but it ended up being a thing. And it was a pretty decent-sized st- field storm. And Stanford never has anybody at their football games. So, which is weird because they've had a pretty successful program over the last like fifteen years. Even when Andrew Luck was there, they struggled. Yeah, they did. It's weird. Yeah. I, it's just again, it's one of these big city like a lot of things to do around there. There's a lot of things to do. Exactly. Same thing C-packs with ASU. And, um, I, I think they have bleachers at. <laughs> I think they have bleachers at Stanford State. I'm not sure um, for under 100 percent on that one. Either way, I really need. I, we need to see the first half of last week, Emory Jones this this week for the entire game. 
I think they proved against USC that unless they're facing a Utah, they can move the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, Utah's a top ten defense against the you know not elite defense. They can put up points. It's just you got to get the stops. Forty rushes. I'm looking for forty rushes. But I want Emory Jones to play like he did in the first yeah, half. Yeah, Emory week. Jones can be part of those forty rushes. The offensive line can't allow five sacks in in a half again. Twenty five carries from X. Five. Uh, Ten carries from Daniel, and five carries from Emory. That's what I want to see. I want to see like. I want to see a lot of ground oh, and attack. a jet sweep uh, for Badger. Sure, that works. I want to see the tight ends used more. Yes, I, well, I, especially I think in the middle I'm not, of the field. I'm not confident in Emory's ability to find the tight ends across, over the middle. So again, I just really want to see them run the ball. <laughs> I, we've been saying that since the beginning of the season. Why am I just becoming a minion of Wolf? <laughs> Physicality, run the ball. Did you spend what twenty hours a week with him? Pretty much. More, yeah, about twenty hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, couple things before we get out of here. Um, before we get to our predictions and before we get out of here, um, ASU football players in the NFL had a pretty good week. Yeah, Rashad White's first touchdown, and I, I like to see that you know he fumbled on the opening kickoff and he came back, still scored a touchdown. That was cool. Jack Jones had a pick six on yeah, Aaron Jack Rogers. Jones played. Jack Jones had a bunch of plays in that game. He was he played really well. And obviously, me, my favorite one was Eno. Kickoff <laughs> and a, two kickoffs, but on the first one, he tackled the returner <laughs> as well. Going back to his soccer days, obviously, that's why he was put in that position. Eno's a good player. Yeah. He can and play. He played pretty well on offense as well. What a steal. They got him in the seventh round that year. Yeah, and he hasn't played until this year. Well, he played. He was he, he showed last year that he was, he was going to stick around for a little bit. And, of course, last but not least, Nikhil Harry. Probably going to be back this week. Coming back, yeah. He's made a pretty speedy recovery. He'll be back for week five. So That I'm, team needs as much help in the past they do, game yeah. as they well, can if, get. If that, going off of a tangent here, if if they start to trust um, if they start to trust in fields to throw the ball, then those receivers will get involved. But I don't think they trust him at all. Yeah, and you know, I think that Nikhil could help in the short yardage to like make bigger plays. Like he could catch the ball at you know like seven he yards. He can deep. go over people and catch the ball. I, just throw it to him. He I doesn't know. need the separation. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like he's still fast. <laughs> yeah, we we saw his speed. So Justin Fields not exactly can throw the deep ball. Jeremy, this wasn't a shot at Nikhil. This was. You know, you can well, throw the also ball. He doesn't set. have very much time to do. You can it. throw the ball. Yes, exactly. You can throw <laughs> the ball like seven yards to Nikhil. See if he can make a play out of it. So I think he might have a breakout season this year. He's got twelve more games. He can have a breakout season in twelve games, or thirteen games. Sorry, thirteen more games. Uh, also, uh, we forgot to mention Brandon Ayuk. He had a touchdown as well. Yeah, he's he's playing well. Yeah. Did you say ASU soccer finally lost? Did you see that, Jesse? Yeah, ASU soccer. They finally lost. So they're six one and two. Now or two six and one, however you guys like to say it, and and you know six two and one is how go. it should be said because of a it's not hockey point system. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, ASU soccer finally lost to Stanford two to nothing. Stanford always pretty good program, uh, so not too concerned there. Do you from... still believe that the uh, soccer team should move to Sun Devil Stadium and that the football team should move to the soccer complex? Uh, we'll see how the crowd is. On. <laughs> We'll see how the crowd is on Saturday for the football game. But, you know, I think it would be cool if the soccer team could, you know, maybe for at least like a big game, you know, put put them in Sun Devil Stadium. They have bring, before. Yeah, but br- bring the band out, bring, oh, bring yeah. the students out. That'd be great. That'd be great. be fun. They are uh, 
the girls are, the soccer team. They're playing at UCLA on Thursday. That is the number one RPI team in the country. They are a perfect 11-0-0. All right, well, guess what? Go Lady Devils. ASU is going to win. In which game? The, the UCLA That brings us game. to our predictions of the week, Jesse. I can always give you a great transition. Tell me. What do you got? All right, well, I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. But I'm going 38-35 ASU. Whoa. This is just feels like that game they're going to win. Remember the last day game, ASU hosted a Washington school, how that went. Yeah. wasn't great, but they got this, is gonna be, this is going to be different. They, again, they always win that one game. Yeah. I and, thought and, last week, and, was, I was just close. I was close. So you're I'm predicting more, this is the game that they shouldn't win, although we both predicted preseason that they would. Yes. And, you know, I said after the Utah game that I'm not sure they're going to win another game this season. Colorado was terrible. Uh, obviously, it, Colorado's terrible, but I still think that they could beat ASU. Um, you don't want to go. You don't want to go to Boulder. They, uh, they also fired their coach. I, I know. Uh, they don't want to go to Boulder. They waited longer. Uh, For some odd reason, they lost the Air Force. <laughs> again, you don't want to go to Boulder. But um, what's wrong with Air Force? By the way, service academies are are always a tough. I mean, out. they're not great though. But a service academy is always a tough out. They're all, they always play disciplined uh, football. You're supposed to say, and ASU lost to Eastern Michigan, who then lost to defeated Buffalo. Yes. Uh, allowed 50 <laughs> at home. Yes, to Buffalo. Yeah, that home field advantage at Eastern Michigan. I think they have gray turf. It looks awful. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't really, I really don't want to hear the words Eastern Michigan again. But, uh, yeah, I think— um, Air Force is 4-1. and one. <laughs> Yeah, Jeremy, they're not, they're not that bad. Lost to Wyoming. <laughs> okay. All right. But like they got fine. Killed. Colorado got killed by Air Force, forty-one to ten. Like that was bad. I give it to Jeremy since you shortchanged him on his gift card. <laughs> shortchange him. Yeah, I need my drink. I didn't shortchange him, but yeah. Uh, I think you know after the after the U- Utah game, uh, I said that ASU was not going to win another game this year, or maybe one. Um, but I think that now, uh, after seeing them being able to have at least a little bit of success against USC, I think they'll win one or two more. And I think it, you know, they got to get a big upset here. They got to pull an ASU and win a game they're not supposed to. And it's against Washington, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Sorry for a very long uh, take there. It would be very big for Sean Aguano, Jake. Yeah, it'd be his first win as interim. Um, it'd also be the. I don't want to say the last big game, but it's the final of this. Just three straight games as his first uh, first three games being all just ranked opponents. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to flip for my preseason prediction. No. I I don't think ASU wins this game. Jake. I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's close. I think it's like a maybe like a 34-28, 31-27. But like Jesse said, like, I think a lot of points are scored. It's just... That offense, that quarterback is damn good, man. It's just how how long can you be in this thing with them? Because you got to get turnovers, and you or you got to get stops. It's one of the two. If if it's, you, you get a repeat of USC, you're not going to win a game. You're not going to. It's like when the Cardinals play the Chiefs. You're not going to win that game. You're going to have. When I say that game, I mean the game of just offense scores every time. You're not going to keep up score for score with them. Yeah. You're going to have to stop them. You're going to have to get a turnover, and like you said, if you can get it on their end of the Not field, force a punt. Just you're going to need like CJ French Love to catch some crazy. Danny Nagata is going to have to return. Yeah, like at least did. at least 
get it to maybe the 50 a couple times, yeah. get a short field. That's as good as a turnover. It all, honestly, it is. Because a short field, whatever way you can do it, whatever makes things easier. What, Jesse? The, the lack of acknowledgement of my CJ French love reference there. I, I don't know what that means. So, tight again, end, right? so, yeah, he was tight end for ASU, ended up transferring to NAU, but he uh, caught that pass against Washington. We're in the week of anniversaries here, so he caught that pass against oh, number five Washington. Where and the guy tore his ACL? Or? I don't think it was on that. What year I, was might have been on that play. It was 2017 when they beat top five ranked uh Washington. Washington at home, yeah. and it this, looked this like, is back in my firefighting days. <laughs> it looked like it was going to be a pick, but it just somehow went over the defender's head and into the hands of C.J. French Love of all people, who I'm not even blocking sh- tight end. Yeah, I'm not even sure he had ten receptions total in his career. Mm-hmm. It was like a thirty yard, twenty thirty yard pass. Uh, Manny Wilkins, you know, was being a dog at the end of the game, like he always is. Uh, Got that dog in him. He does. Manny Wilkins. I miss that guy. I'm just gonna say it, <laughs> Jeremy. You're, uh, if you after you check those stats, though, you you want to give your prediction? Yeah, uh, French Love had a total of four receptions for the Sunday, yeah, and one of them was like one of the biggest catches of the past like decade. <laughs> he uh, he had three catches for 49 yards in 2017, and he had a catch for nine yards in 2018. Yeah, and, and like most of those 47 yards were on one play. Yeah. 49 yards. Um, I said 49, right? No, you said 47. I'm, yeah, 47, I'm not gonna, 49, uh, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Um, my prediction, I'm all. I'm. I'm flipping to the other side. I said they were going to lose preseason. I'm flipping to them winning. They have to win. Like, this is prior to the bye week. They're going to give it all they have. They got a full week off. Fall break. Excitement. Come out with the victory. 35 28. It's going to be a great day for the Sun. No Devils. field goals? You're telling me ASU is going to finish every drive with a touchdown? I'm just I'm just giving a score. It's not it's, you need, I, I'm just trying to get close here, Jake. And I'm and I'm testing <laughs> your your take and you you don't have anything to back it up. 32-27. <laughs> oh, how do we get there? There's going to be a safety. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I found the graphic. I want to go back to see what we said. Yeah, Jeremy has an L. Jesse and I have a dub, yes. and we're all switching. Yes. No, I'm saying with a dub. I thought you said they're going to lose. No, where, where were you? A 35, a 38-35 ASU victory. Yeah, he gave, he gave him a field goal. See? <laughs> oh, you know what I would love? He loves Carter Brown. 54-yard Carter Brown field goal. For the win? For the win, time expiring. That would be insane. That would be insane. And then all the fans are on the field that are still there. Will Will the TV show it this time like they didn't for the Michigan State game? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to check out Jake's articles. He'll have pregame stuff up there on ArizonaSports.com, and we'll have all of the pregame and postgame reaction over there as well. You can check out our podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, obviously. Thank you so much to Jalen Strong for joining us as well. Anyway, that's going to do it once again for Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison. I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll see you on Saturday. Ciao.